Hello and welcome. I'm Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life so that I can help other women with their motherhood journeys and finding rhythm with the uh, work-life journey that we're all in so that they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. So on this episode, I'm going to share a journal entry with you from November 19th of 2015. In this journal, um, this journal entry is actually really quite long. So this is going to be a part one. And in this journal entry, I talk a lot about um, feeling worthless and looking for to others to validate my journey and my thoughts and my feelings. And it was all um, unserving for me because I was telling myself an unhealthy story around all of those things. So um, with that being said, I'm going to just dive right in. So this is my entry from November 19th, 2015. Pete and I had a difference of opinions Tuesday night at dinner. He was talking about a book about mindfulness that he put on his Christmas list. I mentioned the app Calm. His response made me feel like he could find something better. I hate feeling like I have to justify and explain my choices and decisions. He went on to say he bought, brought home an article about lawyer stress for me to read. That took me by surprise, too. It bothers me that he thinks I don't get that his job is stressful. I really honestly do. I tell him all the time that I couldn't do it for an hour, let alone for years on end. It also bothered me that he suggested I read the article because I've mentioned that he needs to read my books about inner child and codependency issues. His response was that he doesn't have time to read books. I feel like there is a strong double standard between us. I don't like it at all because it perpetuates my feeling of being worthless. I also feel like why should I continue to fill his love tank and coddle him when he fails to do that for me? I guess it boils down to the fact that I'm tired of taking care of everyone else's needs and then scrambling to get my needs met by them and by me. And I will end there in that portion of the journal entry. So there is a lot here in just that short um, entry that I shared with you. And so I'm really just going to dive right in and just um, share with you what I wish I had known then in that moment. And, and when I share this, it's not to say that I still don't get hung up in the struggles sometimes still. I do, um, but I can work past it uh, with more ease. And I'll share a little bit about that as well. So I wrote that I needed him to be okay with taking my suggestions. Um, he has a right to not take my suggestions. You know, my suggestion isn't the end all be all of mindfulness and meditation or whatever the case might be. There are still times where I suggest something to him and he doesn't take my suggestion. And my initial reaction is to get triggered and think, God, you big jerk. Like, why isn't my suggestion good enough? But I have to take a step back and realize that he can figure it out for himself. He does not need me uh, to say what is or isn't good. And so um, when he did not take my suggestion in that moment, I internalized it. Um, and that stems from so many past experiences of being told my ideas and my thoughts and my suggestions weren't valid. Um, that happened in childhood. It happened in my teen years with my abusive boyfriend. It's happened in my adult life. It's happened during my teaching career. And 
um, the instance that comes to mind for my teaching career was um, when I told administration that my class was not ready for the next unit in the text and I was being observed on the first lesson in that unit and was told that I needed to teach the unit anyway regardless of the students readiness level because I was going to create learning gaps for them. They already had learning gaps and by not teaching to their needs the learning gap was just actually going to get bigger rather than smaller. But because I had this idea and it was shot down I internalized it to mean that it wasn't valid, it wasn't good. And so having that trigger from previous experiences, it showed back up in the situation with Pete. And the situation was compounded by the whole article thing. I read this journal entry now and I cringe about myself and these thoughts of having about like coddling him and being over it and all of that because I didn't see it then that I was so self-absorbed with my own issues I couldn't see that Pete was struggling too on a level that was much deeper than I realized. I'm not sure if your partner um, does this, but he does not always um, communicate openly and honestly when he's struggling. He tends to suppress it or minimize it. And because I had my own issues magnified in that moment, I couldn't see the situation for what it really was. Um, in that situation, you know, my husband bringing me this article to read was actually his cry for help to say, hey, I'm struggling just like you and I need help too. And I couldn't see it. I took it so personally. I was like, God, what an idiot. I'm telling him I'm struggling and he wants me to read about him, but he won't read about me. Rude. Um, and so, so that's why I cringe now because I couldn't see past my own self to recognize that he actually needed help too. And maybe not help in the way that I needed, but just someone to validate for him, like, yeah, you're struggling, I see it, um, and I will be here to help you in any way that I can, even if it's just being a listening ear, or if you need to go talk to a therapist or something, whatever, we'll figure out whatever it is that you need help with. Uh, but I, could not, I couldn't do that in the moment because I was so stuck in my own issues. Um, and so that really bothers me reading this now. Um, so let's see, I told him I get it by making it all about me all the time. Um, you know, what I was saying, it didn't speak loudly to him, um, because he was struggling too. And so, you know, he, I think, wanted to help. He, he did recognize what I was struggling, but because he wasn't voicing it with his words, then it didn't feel loud enough for me. And um, so there's a huge lesson there in self-awareness um, on my part to recognize that not everyone communicates like me, especially not my husband. Uh, we are polar opposites when it comes to communication. And so... Uh, now I can recognize that, you know, I'm very vocal. I share everything that I'm feeling and then some play by play, second by second, and he does not. He is very tight lipped. And a lot of times I feel like I'm pulling teeth from an alligator to get him to say five words. But now that I can reflect and I see the awareness, um, it allows us to communicate much more effectively. Um, and I thought that him not reading the books for me meant that he didn't care, but he did care very deeply. In all honesty, the books weren't for him to read. That wasn't for him to take on. That wasn't part of his journey. And he had his own struggles. So him reading my books about codependency and inner child work and anxiety and 
whatever else I was reading at the time, they didn't pertain to him. So for him to read those books, he could take in the information, but they weren't going to have the impact on him that they did on me because it wasn't his journey. Now, if he had been, maybe he needed to take time to read books on uh, managing work and work-life balance and how to find a rhythm or books about stress management or uh, overwhelm or something, but he did not need to read those books that I had because they did not pertain to him. So he could have read them and it still wasn't going to give him the insight that I was expecting him to get. Uh, because I couldn't read the book for him. He would have to read it for himself and, and he wasn't going to construct the main same meanings from the books that I did. Um, you know, he wanted to make me feel loved. It just wasn't, I wasn't allowing him. I had a wall up and if I had allowed him to communicate with me and if I could have allowed him to communicate more clearly about himself, I wouldn't have felt like he didn't care. I would have felt more like he loved me or was interested or that I was worthy or that I mattered. Um, but again, I needed to communicate to him more clearly and what I needed in that moment, not just, Hey, read these books and call it a day. Um, but like, Hey, I'm struggling with this right now. And this is how I'm feeling. It might be helpful for me. If would you consider helping me in this way? You know, and giving him some guidance because um, he wasn't a mind reader and he didn't really, he didn't know what I was going through because he didn't, he wasn't codependent. He wasn't going through the journey of codependency. He wasn't going through the journey of anxiety. He wasn't going through any of those journeys. So I was expecting him to play detective and figure it out. And so I recognize now that I had a lot of expectations on Pete, of Pete, for Pete, of my life, for my life, all these things. I had all these expectations, but they were all in my head and I wasn't communicating to them. And honestly, at the end of the day, it wasn't his responsibility or anyone else's responsibility to meet my needs. That was my job first. And if I had been meeting my own needs first, then it would have been easier for other people to meet my needs for me because I wouldn't have been reliant on them to do it for me. I would have been able to do it for myself. And so, and that was part of Pete's struggle too. You know, he wasn't taking time to meet his own needs because he was struggling to balance work and he was struggling to balance life at home. And his job is incredibly stressful and the hours are long and the schedule is unpredictable. And so, you know, he is trying to manage all of that and then still be present as a father and a husband when he comes home. And if you haven't already figured out, I can be a handful at times. And we have two daughters who can also be a handful at times. And we have two dogs and a cat. And you've probably heard the dogs barking in the background. So there's a lot to manage here at home too. And the poor guy was exhausted and then coming home and trying to stick with it and stay in the game for just a little bit longer. And I was equally exhausted. I was exhausted mentally from trying to heal myself from a failed teaching career, which then, you know, going to the therapist and then realizing like, oh, it's not that you feel like a failure from your teaching career. You're actually codependent. Oh, you actually have anxiety. Oh, you actually suffer from childhood emotional neglect. And then trying to figure all of that out because I was blindsided. I never even had heard the word codependency before therapy. I never considered myself to be an anxious person and, I, person and I didn't know what childhood emotional neglect was. So here I was signing myself up for therapy thinking that this lady was going to tell me I wasn't a failure and this is how you navigate it. Now to have all of these additional thoughts and labels swirling through my head and I was trying to process that myself while still being a present mom and a present wife. And in this time in life, we were floundering and we were just keeping our head above water. And so... Uh, 
like I started to mention, I had to stop relying on others to meet my needs. I had to do it for myself. And one of those ways was setting boundaries. And I've said that in a previous episode, um, setting boundaries with myself. What would I do to my do with myself with navigating the negative self-talk? I had no personal boundaries with this self-talk that I engaged in. I was so mean and nasty and critical of myself it's no wonder I felt critical of others, especially my husband, because that was the story I had about myself. So that must mean that it's true for everyone else too, especially a husband who I felt like wasn't meeting my needs, although he was in the best way that he could in that time. Um, setting boundaries with others too, so that I could have time to refuel and not put others before myself. But also too, a boundary with myself was to just have compassion and to just have grace and say, you know what, Kim? This is something that you did not see coming and just take it one day at a time, just one hour at a time if that's what you need to do. Share with people that you're struggling, aside from your husband, talk to a friend, get a second therapist, someone who can give you a second opinion, find a life coach, you know, just don't do it all by yourself. But I had taken this whole struggle on alone and I was suffering in silence. No one knew that I was seeing a therapist no one knew how miserable I felt on the outs on the inside because on the outside I looked like I had it all together. I would show up at school functions for my girls. I would have you know my outfit and I would have a smile on my face and I would interact with the other parents and and from the outside looking in, all looked well. But on the inside, I was dying. I was dying on the inside, horribly, a painfully slow death on the inside. And so, just looking back at this journal entry just recognizing that my journey was not Peach's journey. Peach's journey was not my journey. And I did read that article reluctantly probably a few days later. And honestly, it went in one ear and out the other because I was just going through the motions of reading it. But I'm sure if I had that article now, which we don't because I probably recycled it after I crumpled it up into this horrible ball. I don't know if I did or not, but probably. Um, I probably would have a, such a different perspective of that article now. And that article would probably help not just lawyers who are feeling the stress of their job, but just the stress of life in general. Um, so I just realize now that the stories that I was telling myself on this day, in this journal, in this time, were not 100% true. And just in the moment, it can be hard to stop and recognize if the story is true or not. Um, but just breathing, I think that's the, I always talk about taking a breath. I think just by taking that breath, that will allow your brain to stop for one second and, and say, hmm, is this really what's happening or is this what you're perceiving to happen? And I think if you can stop yourself and say, this is my perception, but this isn't necessarily the absolute truth, that in that moment can shift. And so uh, compassion, oh my gosh, is the other thing that's just screaming at me as I look back over the words that I wrote. Compassion for myself, but also compassion for others. Um, knowing that everyone, and this is always, this can be hard to see sometimes, but knowing that 99% of the time, people are coming to you, to the situation, to the relationship, to the dynamic with good intentions. And so when Pete passed me that article that night, it was honestly with good intentions because it was his way of saying, hey, I get it, I'm struggling too. I just don't have the words to communicate that to you, but this article does. 
And just knowing that by him not wanting to read the books, that was also a place of good intention too, because I think he knew deep down that that wasn't going to be the best use of our time together or the best use of his time outside of work because he needed to be present for the girls and me, for our daughters and for me. And so I just um, will end by saying uh, just strive to meet your needs first. And if you're struggling with how to do that, please send me a message on Instagram. Please message me on Facebook. Uh, my Instagram and my Facebook uh, handles are in the show notes. And I would love to just talk to you about emotional needs and meeting them because the emotional needs are what drive our behavior. And so the emotional needs that I wasn't having met in this moment were significance and certainty. And when the crap hits the fan, those are the two needs that I want met first. And so I'll talk more about emotional needs in a later episode, uh, maybe part two of this. So that is where I leave you today is just remember to have compassion for yourself and compassion for the people in your life. And that at the end of the day, they really do love and care for you and they have your best intention at heart even if it isn't always communicated or shown. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of One of a Kind You. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends if you love it, and I will see you next week.